This is episode 073. Your sensitivity is a superpower. Welcome, I'm your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement, and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours, and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul, and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honor our healing, and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hey beautiful, welcome back to Woman Awake. Before we dive into this week's episode, I'd just like to remind you of a couple of things. I have coming up on the 14th of March here on the Central Coast, the first of what I hope to be monthly breathwork circles. So these are three-hour journeys. We will be moving through some somatic body work, really gentle, delicious stuff just to open up energy. There'll of course be meditation They'll be tapping at the end of our journey just to bring you back in and to clear any residual um, blocks, beliefs, patterns that have come up and out. And of course, in the middle of all of that will be a beautiful, powerful breathwork journey. These events are called Inner Alchemy because I very passionately believe that within you is the ability to alchemize and to shift and change so much of what you're holding onto that is creating that stuck, stagnant, blocked, wounded energy, those patterns that no longer serve you. Tickets are on sale now. You can purchase a ticket for yourself and get one for your friend at 50% off. I would be so thrilled to have you there and to support you in this journey. These experiences for me have always been so life-changing and then they become tools and modalities that I bring into my everyday life and experience which just has created so much love and joy and beauty, but also just such connection to myself and a willingness to grow and a sense of transformation that I'm in charge of, which is just so powerful. And I want to impart that for you as well. So I'm so excited to have you come along to that. Check out the show notes for the link to the event so you can purchase your ticket. Another little side note, because I've had a lot, of, a lot of people ask me about this lately. I have an e-course on my website. It's a self-paced program called the Alchemy of Emotional Freedom. This is an EFT masterclass. So I teach you all about emotional freedom technique, otherwise known as tapping. There's also woven into that lots of different tips and tools that incorporate essential oils, tapping for children if you have kids. There's video guides, there's scripts, there's a process in there that takes you through your own journey of clearing. It's an amazing program. I've recently shared some stuff on Instagram about this. You can check it out under my highlights. Uh, and I've had lots of people join the program again this week. So there's obviously a little bit of an uptake on EFT at the moment. So if that's been calling out to you, this is a really beautiful starting point. It is a self-paced journey, but I'm also always here to support you and guide you on that. 
Finally, just a little reminder about what's fast becoming one of my favorite ways to work with clients, and that is my 90-minute heal sessions. So these are a full deep dive using breathwork and tapping where we clear a really major block that's going on for you, a pattern, a belief, a struggle point. An example of some of the things that I work on with my clients, we work on birth trauma, preparing to become a mother, preparing for birth, uh, preparing to up-level to your next child, that's you know within the motherhood space, reparenting yourself, uh, managing triggers that have come up during your self-development or spiritual journey, clearing past traumas and wounds that are really holding you back and you're ready to leave leave behind completely uh, these 90 minute deep dive sessions are powerful they aren't uh, just a walk in the park to be honest they're, they're a delicious deep dive experience but you will you will do the work that you need to do which is just amazing and epic and I love doing these sessions so again you can hit me up claire at claireobade.com if you want to chat about that I'm actually going to pull together a little mini package that includes the heal session plus a follow-up 30-minute chat just to really help you integrate at the end of the journey. So if this is calling out to you, please feel free to email me. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. So today I wanted to talk to you about sensitivity. Now you have to forgive me, I'm not exactly sure where I read this. It might have been many years ago when I was reading about highly sensitive people or it might have been a post on Instagram, who knows. But it's definitely something that I have always remembered and still live by and something that lands for me as a mother parenting sensitive children and as a woman who is a sensitive person. And it's this. Back when we used to live in tribal communities, when we lived off the land and we lived in co coordination with each other. So everybody had a role and everybody participated in the creation of food and the home and service and entertainment and experiences together, whatever they may have been. There would have always been, as is the way, somebody in that tribe who possibly was more sensitive. Now, what I always remember is that those people were revered in some way. They were different, but the differences is what made them special and their differences is what made them important in these tribal communities. When you're a sensitive person, you are aware of sounds and feelings and energy in a way that perhaps other people aren't as attuned to. When you're a sensitive person, you notice things that change well before they've become obvious to other people. You notice those subtle shifts in your environment. You notice a change in the atmosphere, a slight switch in the mood of the group or the community. You maybe notice change in weather coming before it's actually changed. Those people are really important and especially back in those tribal communities when we, we lived on the land and worked in tandem together. They're important because they would flag things that other people weren't attuned to or aware of. Those people were maybe seers or shamans or medicine women or healers or 
psychics with powers that were able to foresee things or just energetically understand what's unfolding. So as a mother to a very sensitive child, I would say both my children sit on the sensitivity scales, you know, slightly more towards more sensitive. However, as you're very aware, if you've listened along for a while, Soleil is definitely much higher, (coughs) excuse me, much higher up on the sensitivity scale. Being a mother to a child like that, whilst also being a highly sensitive person, it's really big. It, it's a really intense experience in this modern world that doesn't actually have much time or space for sensitivity. It's huge to parent that. It's huge to hold space for that. So one of my practices lately has been to notice Soleil's, um, I don't want to use the word extreme, but notice her heightened awareness and very switched on sensitivity and try to actually um, acknowledge it as a positive, both within myself and directly to her. So I'll give you an example of an everyday kind of sensitivity that Soleil might experience. She uh, the, Just the other day, we were making boiled eggs for breakfast. And she'd eaten one already. And she decided that with her second one, she wanted to draw a face on it, which was really cute. And then... Once she'd drawn this face on it, she became immediately connected and attached to this little egg with this face on it. And she was heartbroken because she was equally hungry and wanted to eat this boiled egg, but so deeply sad because she thought this egg was really cute and something that she had created and she didn't want to crack it open and throw the shell away. So this resulted in floods of heartbreaking tears. Now, her sensitivity is not foretelling or foreshadowing some psychic truth about the egg. As you know, as a, as a mother or a father, if you're listening to this, our children often have a reaction to something that's just the tip of the iceberg, but there's so much more going on underneath. I see those moments with her sensitivity as an overspill of all that she is holding within her, all that she is aware of around her, all that she has become attuned to and maybe distressed by or unsure of and confused by and unsure how to actually hold all of those feelings and emotions in her body. So then something like this egg situation provides an outlet for her to pour out all of these feelings. As a child myself, I was labeled often too strung out, too sensitive, too anxious. You just need to calm down, Claire. You just need to relax. And I have definitely, in my not-so-pretty moments, used similar labeling on Soleil, which I definitely regret, but also know that that's just part of my reparenting process. And that's something that I will always work on. But to have grown up with that level of sensitivity, just like Soleil is, in a world that doesn't support that. The school environment doesn't fully support that. The scheduling of our lives doesn't support that. All the ways that we live doesn't really support on a daily basis for a sensitive being to be fully and completely held in their sensitivities. 
So for myself growing up as a child in this way, you learn to try and switch it off or push it away and ignore it. Which is one of the things that I'm working really hard at as a mother to not do with Soleil. Even though sometimes I am so incredibly triggered by the overreaction and the outpouring of emotion in the most awkward and difficult moments. Like in the middle of the road with traffic streaming by me and a screaming, crying child. Even though it pushes me to my edge and triggers me and sends my nervous system into a spin, the reason and one of the reasons I want to support her in her sensitivity and not to teach her to squash it down or push it away and ignore it is because it is a superpower. And if she grows up with the realization and the truth that who she is and how she perceives the world and how she tunes in emotionally and energetically to all things, people's experiences, places, that this is actually how she will navigate the world. This is actually a gift that she has to support herself and other people. This is actually a contribution to the world as opposed to she's broken and doesn't fit in. Then she is actually going to flourish as a sensitive person, not in spite of it or because she's pushed it away. Just like these individuals in tribal communities who are sensitive but revered in some way because their sensitivity provides that community with another level of intuition and insight and understanding. I work with so many women who have turned off their ability to feel and their ability to tune in, to hear and to know and to receive wisdom and to energetically understand what's happening for themselves, for their family, for the world around them. And it is a process of learning how to come back into their sensitivity, learning how to respect that their anxiety actually isn't anxiety but possibly this incredibly refined tuning system that is picking up on information around the world that we can't see. The process of coming back into their body and into the felt sense of their intuition and dropping out of their head and traversing from head to heart is about embracing their sensitivities is about embracing the qualities about them that other people may have labeled as strung out and too sensitive and too much and too emotional actually it's not too much of anything it's just perfect and this child landed in this world at this time with those particular skills and gifts Yes, as a sensitive person, I have had to learn how to regulate my nervous system. I've had to learn how to ground and center so that I can actually work with and channel and harness the power of my sensitivity. And there are many children out there in environments that are not conducive to a grounded, regulated nervous system. So yes, sometimes those sensitivities that they have are excessively heightened and out of balance and off the scale for external reasons. It could be 
family situations. It could be a violent situation. It could be a stressful environment. It could be uh, sickness, death in the family. Who knows? There's so many different reasons. And that's just being human, right? There's so many things that we can't necessarily predict or control. Some of it should not happen, of course. Some of it does. But for those children who, just like my Soleil, have not experienced any major suffering or trauma in their life, but yet have this antenna that is so attuned to the world around them, it's, I feel it's my, my work in the world to support her how to feel and how to be and how to work with and harness the power of that sensitivity, that superpower. The struggle here is that I wasn't supported in that. So my nervous system can easily switch into dysregulation mode and easily come offline and my brain scrambles and I can feel really ungrounded and disembodied when emotionally she pushes me to my edge. So part of me supporting her sensitivity is for me to come back into regulation, groundedness, centeredness, and of course, learning to harness and accept and appreciate the power that is my own sensitive self. So I've mentioned many times on this podcast before the ways in which I do this, but when it comes to Soleil, I want to flag this just as a little reminder. Holding space for your child's emotion, holding space for what they feel, allowing them to be with their feelings, so saying that feeling is okay, your feeling is normal, I hear what you're feeling, I see that you're upset, and not trying to fix it, distract from it, change it, and just be with that feeling and let them be in their feelings. That's one of the greatest life-changing skills that you can impart on them. Not cutting them off from their head and forcing them up and out of their feelings, but actually bringing them into a state where you are holding like a container, holding them while they are feeling and not always disregarding their sensitive reactions and emotions. I know it's not always possible. I know sometimes there's situations where we can't always do that. I had an example yesterday. We were walking from school back to the car, which is a little bit of a distance because I decided to park further back so that we weren't getting stuck in traffic. I said something about something that she wanted and, of course, the answer was no. And she fell apart. And, of course, it wasn't about what I said. It was about the build-up of the day of listening and following all the rules and paying attention and all the information that she's downloading. And she fell apart, hysterical screaming and crying. She was doing so in the middle of the street, like on the road with cars going by. So I had to actually go into survival mode. I couldn't hold space for her emotion in that moment. I actually had to grab her arm and physically drag her across the street to get her to safety because that was the number one priority. I couldn't get down on my knees and look her in the eye and say, honey, I hear that you're really upset. It's so okay that you're upset. But the answer is still no. I couldn't do that then. Safety was paramount. That was the first thing. After that, after we were safely in the car, after I'd cooled myself down out of my frustration and annoyance, I was then able to connect with her and come back and say all of those things that I want to say to 
acknowledge her sensitivity, to acknowledge her feelings, to acknowledge her emotions and let her know that I'm okay with them. I was not okay with her being in a dangerous situation, but I was okay with those feelings. And when I'm not okay with them, when some days when I can't hold them, I tell her, I can't hold this right now. I can see that you're really feeling a lot, but I can't hold this right now. I've reached my capacity today, which is also acknowledging my sensitivity and how far I've gone and that I'm past the point. I'm full. So I just want to acknowledge that I don't expect this to be perfect for anybody because it's most certainly not perfect for me. But one of the very first things that you can do is learn to hold space for your child and what they feel because as you do that, you have to stretch your bandwidth. You have to stretch your nervous system bit by bit each time to hold space for their emotions, which ultimately starts to teach your body how to hold what you're feeling in reaction to what they're feeling. This then allows you to start to become more attuned to your innate sensitivity, what makes you one of those people that feels a lot, sees a lot, is aware of a lot, is attuned to a lot. And to be okay with all of those sensitivities as they move through your body. And instead of seeing it as I'm depressed or I'm anxious or there's something wrong with me, it's like, oh, wow, I'm starting to understand this is actually just my heightened sensitivity. And what if I hold space for this just like I do my child instead of actually trying to push it away, run away from it, self-soothe in some way, in a way that's not a healthy coping mechanism? What if I actually just be with this sensitivity and start to ask, what is it telling me? What message am I hearing from this? So when Soleil and I were back in the car, I said to her, honey, you don't need to share it with me, but it's clear to me that there's something that you're feeling inside you that wasn't really about what we were talking about. And when you're ready to share that, I'm ready to listen. And it always comes out at some point. And my job there is to show her, attune to what's unfolding in your body. Don't just react to the first trigger tune what's in there this will take her years to get I get that but what's in there what's underneath bubbling away underneath the anger that you felt in that moment because there's always something underneath there and what is it telling you and then we can build from there we can build a lesson around that we can build a support system for her around that we can build a solution if she needs one you know one of the examples was being upset that she was alone at lunchtime, playing on her own one day. That didn't come out straight away. That came out after four other really highly sensitive, triggered moments. When we eventually got there, then we could workshop that. And we actually got to a point where she now understands that sometimes she actually doesn't want to play with people at lunchtime. She likes to be alone because she needs some quiet because she's overloaded and her sensitivity level has reached capacity. So now when she comes home and she tells me that she's had a day, a great day, but she played alone at lunchtime, I get to ask her, was this a good thing for you today or is this a moment of sadness for you today? And she'll say, no, I actually chose it. I felt really good to be alone today. Amazing. She's working with her sensitivity and she's understanding what that means for her and how she can better show up in the world. And as she gets older, 
just like I have, she will find a way for that sensitivity to become her power in the world, how she shows up in the world, how she helps others and serves others and serves herself. This will be a way that she actually participates in the world beautifully instead of running away from who she is, trying to be everybody else, trying to be like the quote-unquote normal kids. So everything I've just said about my daughter, it applies to you as a sensitive person too. Everything that I've just said, whether you're 35 or 5 or 95, you can still learn to be with your sensitivity, to harness the power of it, to embrace it. So much of the practices that I do, I do because they bring me more into my body and allow me to be with what I feel and allow me to honor my innate sensitivity and therefore my highly attuned, empathic, empathetic, energetic nature. And I love that about me. I absolutely love that about me. I'm so okay with the fact that I need a lot of alone time. And that nourishes me and that makes me feel so good and then I can actually show up better. Some people don't need that. My husband needs time with people, social time. That's how he fills up. He's not sensitive in the way that I am. I am. I feel a lot. I feel the world. So your sensitivity is your superpower, one of your many superpowers. So whether you're listening to this as a woman, as a mother, as a father, as a straight-up human being, whatever it is who cares about your roles, if it's not you, then maybe somebody else in your life is sensitive and you can start to see them from a different perspective. It used to break me as a child that I would hear myself described by other people as sensitive and I would always note the undercurrent and clear tone of negativity, that this was a negative, that there was something not okay about me and I needed to not be like that. As a mother, I now get it. It's really hard to hold space for somebody who feels like how I feel and who feels like how my daughter feels. It's full on. <laughs> it's really intense. But if we can start to admit the idea that this is a negative a problem, we might actually come back to that tribal energy where we really start to appreciate and love and work with our highly sensitive people. Thank you so much for tuning into Woman Awake. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and to ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and the ears of those who need it most. If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobade.com or over on Instagram under Claire Obeyed underscore. Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and womanhood.